0: This Friday on TNT, the world premiere of Morgan Freeman in The Narrator. Ever since I was a little boy, people have enjoyed the sound of my voice. And I figured you either get busy talking or you get busy dying. The work is really quite easy. Why, even right now, I'm just sitting in a chair, sipping some tea and reading from a script. The wall is covered with something that resembles egg crates, except they're soft and spongy. Like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. You can battle. <laughs> this is so awful. You can battle my battalion in battalion wars too. All right. Oh God. That. That's a, that's the best that you're getting, you asshole.
1: That wonderful, wonderful uh, Der Seagullpuns was by Ryan one and I wanted to point out for some reason once we started the thing or once you started the thing, Aaron, where uh, it has to be spelled with like every every vowel has an umlaut. People sort of got over the fact that. Joel Siegel is not the guy who did that. Like, they're totally okay with us being wrong, so long as there's this, an appropriate amount of umlauts in the, in the title. That is that is the power of the umlaut, I've, I've found. It is. Yeah. Um, welcome to Pottoid 75, faithful listener. Joining me tonight are Aaron Lindy. Fuck you. Jim Sterling.
2: I've battled Aaron Lindy's battalion in Battalion <laughs> Wars 2.
1: And uh, Topher Cantler will be joining us later on uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Um. First off, games of the week. What have you guys been playing? That's that's been interesting. Before the the show, you were talking about Fallout Three, Jim. Um.
2: Yes, I was saying I've been playing Fallout Three for a number of days. Um. Achieved nothing in those days. Um. I've learned that if I try and kill someone, then I will die. And if I don't kill anyone, then I will die, and if I put the game into the Xbox 360, I will die. So, then I just played Gears of War 2, where everything dies, and that makes me happy.
1: And you enjoyed Gears of War 2, yes?
2: I enjoyed Gears of War 2, especially the emotionally engaging um, and deeply emotional... um, Storyline that Cliffy B uh, wrote about Dom and his wife, which you, is brilliant. You, really, really. I th- I thought it was very very touching. Wait, um, so
0: you're not you're not rolling this into what is eventually going to be a joke? Do I hear chuckling somewhere? Because like,
2: no, no, no. I I thought that you know, surprise, uh, it doesn't. Actually... But I am
0: fucking shocked. I'm utterly shocked that you enjoyed oh, wait. that. Not. Not because, no, because I necessarily disagree, but just because I'm like, "Wow, you know."
2: Well, I tell you, well, I tell you the bit that got me the most, um, because I was cynical about it at first, but then there's just that one bit. Um, it's just one line, really, that goes, um, "A giant worm, they're sinking cities with a giant worm." That got my heart, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aaron fell for it. Uh, god. But would you say it's better than the first?
2: I loved it. I love Gears of War two, mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: and I do love the story. I don't take it seriously, and I didn't cry. Um, but I loved the story. I loved this the first story. Even you know, people say sarcastically, Gears has a story. <laughs> I didn't notice, um, but I like it. It's it's not clever. It, it's you know, popcorn chewing. Stuff you know, just dumb Hollywood action stuff. But I like it. I thought the story in um, Gears 2 especially was interesting. It had some you know interesting little um, ideas at the end. Uh, I thought the the Dom stuff was uh, very um, heavy-handed, and it didn't quite work. Um, I know Brad pointed out the fact you've got Mark uh, Dom sort of doing. I miss my wife, man. I miss her so much. And then. Mark Marcus will just sort of storm in. You need some time to think about it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need, Tom. <laughs> I'll be over here killing stuff. No, oh, come on.
0: That is the yeah. That is the best Marcus Phoenix I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can battle my battalion and
2: just <laughs> <you something. laughs> Hey, Tom. Look at me, Dom. on <laughs> this guy up, Dom. Joining, it's fun. And then Mark, Dom will suddenly forget about his wife and he'll just be, hey, scratch one grub. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, that is uh, funny, isn't it? Because it goes from
0: like heavy-handed emotional bullshit to like scratch one grub. Like I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. dude, come on, hold on, you know, have some respect." You know? I also quite
2: I remember Cliffy B was talking about like the um the new characters. Um, like dizzy, and he mentioned about how oh, he looks like um a, like a cardboard cutout character, but he's actually got his own deep storyline um, involving protecting his family and all that, and it was literally just one line where he mentions his family and the rest is all hoo hoo, I'm riding round in Betsy hoo hoo. <laughs> now, does I anything- just think- <laughs> oh sorry, go ahead. I was just say I I mean, I have no problem with Gears of War two story. I love it. But Cliffy B needs to stop pretending it's not stupid. And then everything would be fine. He promises yeah. this sort of really deep emotional stuff, but I was laughing through most of it. And some of it intentional as well. I mean some of some of the actual like dialogue is genuinely funny. Um especially anything involving Baird who I think is a great character. Baird is a great. Character. Yeah. He is brilliant. Um but I think Clippy Beach just needs to stop pretending that it's Bioshock because it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I did genuinely enjoy Gears of War two, and not because I'm contractually obligated to do so. Um, not just because anyway. Um, but, it, it, like, yeah, I think it. it it's the kind of game where I can shut off. Like when I played it at the office, I remember like it. You know, I'd, it'd be it'd be four or five hours. You know, on a Saturday, I actually went in on a Saturday to play, and uh, and the time burned away because I, I just shut off, and I'm just like fucking care shit and shoot it in the face and death. Nah, you know, like it's it's a game where I can shut off. It's it, like you said, it's a definitely a popcorn kind of game. Like I just I just can't take it seriously because. The world is so, the world of Gears is so, like, it's, okay, here's what it is. You know the guys that watch um, Strongman competitions and uh, uh, TNA Impact Wrestling and, uh, (laughs) I I don't know, just Spike TV fans in general? I think Gears of War is what they see when they're drunk and tired and they close their eyes. (laughs) Like, that's kind of the world that I imagine they just want to be in, you know? and they just teleport magically, you know, just whenever they are just have to be in that right frame of mind, and they just kind of drift away, and all of a sudden it's Sarah, and they're fucking nasty shit, and they've got a gun with it like, like seriously, just if you think about it, you know how, like, if you think about a, a toilet, just really think about it and how it just strikes you as wacky, you know, it's a chair with water in it, you know, I think, it, I think the, uh, the Lancer is sort of in the same boat, where if you fucking really think about it, how crazy is it that you have a gun with a chainsaw
1: on it like it's it's literally no more worthy of respect than saying like this cannon fires sharks and the sharks are on fire. Like, <laughs> no, that sounds like a that sounds like a practical weapon right there.
2: That's... I think this speaks volumes about Clifford's mentality. Sorry, Clifford Blazinski's esquire's mentality. <laughs> Clifford, Blazinski. Um, yeah. the third. Yeah. The Clifford Blazinski. Yeah. Yeah. The third. Sir Clifford Blazinski. Yep, the third of. Horson Western Chinshire. Uh, he's he loves his guns, and gears is very gun porn. As is, he, I mean, he did Jazz Jack Rabbit. He couldn't even do a platformer without putting like huge amounts of weaponry in it. In an
1: adorable bunny's
2: hands. In an ador- yeah. <laughs> but the um, and I think it's very telling that when he played Mirror's Edge, his one <laughs> criticism of it was I want to see more gunplay. <laughs>
1: It's exactly the exact same criticism he had of every sports game and platformer and puzzle game ever made in the history of video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: his dinner. <laughs> um, there was no, no further joke. He just ate his dinner and <laughs> thought there was not enough guns. <laughs> Literally, if he cannot hear bullets ringing in his ears while he's doing anything, I heard he's got to be at least twirling a Glock in his hand when he's getting a blowjob.
1: <laughs> um, Aaron, what have you been playing other than gears? Oh hell,
0: man! What haven't I been playing? I've, I've. Uh... It's nice to have money.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Not <laughs> you like said, that. You said that. Like a landowner in, in... <laughs> <laughs> <Spell him laughs> South. Jesus, oh, no, it's no, no. To have land. No. no
0: not quite no it's um i i've actually i had actually saved up um i saved cash for the uh for the 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 fall collapse and um uh of 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 sanity and uh spare time and you know brace myself for the eventual plummet towards uh you know the the this this fucking fall that we're in right now and uh, it's uh, and I've purchased everything that I want to, short of Mirror's Edge, which comes out what Wednesday. I know um, th- what's that? I
1: thought it was tomorrow. I hope it's tomorrow. Fuck.
0: Well, is it is it that thing where tomorrow's the ship date and they're not actually going to have it in stock?
1: I hope it's like a big enough release that like they pre pre ship them like every well, other. Yeah.
0: Season. And our, produ- our producer Adam Dork notes, "Left for Dead." Well, fuck yes, dude. Of course. And I've already pre ordered it. So shut the fuck up. Be nice to Adam Dork. He's gorgeous. He is. He's adorable. Um, but yeah, like uh, in the last. <clears throat> It's and it's getting bad. Like I actually fell into the trap where I've I've you know, I've purchased too many games and I have no idea what to play. I did finish Fallout, but I'm still playing it because I want to do all the side quests and uh god, I got I got Resistance 2, which we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But um oh god, and then Gears, uh Little Big Planet. I got Valkyria Chronicles on the PS3. That is good, solid fun. If anybody's interested in seeing uh the, uh, the not RTS but turn based strategy genre kind of shaken up a little bit if you can stand a little bit of uh, uh, JRPG long windedness um, it's worth the price of admission and for money here it's cheap as balls at Circuit City if your local Circuit City is still open um, yeah worth a pickup. up um, so Resistance 2 I had a quick question to you guys about Resistance 2 and it's an interesting question
1: are you sure about so,
0: that yes absolutely sure about that So, like, here's my question, okay? So, not all, but many first-person shooters deal with one of two major prevailing thematic setting element things. That was not very uh, eloquent. This question started off really well. Right. Fuck off. Um, So, the guy who picked the worst sequel plan... You know, that thing just threw me off my game. Worst slash greatest. Dude, if you want (laughs) to... If you you want me to be even, like, remotely coherent in a podcast, give me something that doesn't make me want to kill myself. Even on the seagull pun, just like always. I hate you. Um, This will be your downfall. You bastard. Um, So, uh, right. Okay, so two major, you know, like, settings or enemy variants, right? Okay, you're either a shooter... That takes place in World War II, and now it's kind of been expanded to be your your it's a shooter that takes place in you know the Pacific Theater or the world you know or modern warfare Gulf War or whatever, or you are a shooter that has a shitload of fucking aliens. Resistance combines the two, like a fucking peanut butter cup, chocolate and peanut butter. But booyah, yeah, just all up in one grill, and like and, and it just seems like the the ultimate evolution of where the shooter is going for me because like all the games either focus on that. You know, Aliens or World War II, and this managed to literally fucking combine Aliens and World War II. And, you know, this is a revelation I'm sure many people had when the first Resistance came out. But, like, I, since I've been playing two, I didn't. I played a little bit of one and didn't really like it, but I've been playing a lot of two. And I, I do think it's genuinely better than the first. Um, the, the online uh, components are fantastic. But since I've been playing two, I've been kind of hung up on wondering, like, where else do we go? you know, with the shooter genre. I, and I don't mean in terms of gameplay innovations. I don't mean anything that bullshit. I, you know, there really isn't that much you could do with a shooter, but I'm wondering, like, like is there any sort of setting or circumstance or anything that you guys could think of that would be not necessarily new or novel, I mean, just but just different? Like, because it blows my mind that Ken Levine literally had to go to the bottom of the fucking ocean to bring something, like, really, really different, you know? And, uh, but, you know, like, it's, I don't know, the question haunts me because I'm like, you're limited to, you know, what's available in an era, right? You know, you can't have like a, you can't have like an early 10th century shooter, obviously.
3: Um, that would be I awesome. Know.
0: It would you be, but how that. the fuck would it work? I mean, well, how?
3: Slingshots and rocks?
0: have to Hey. Hi. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway. No, no, but yeah, yeah, please, by
1: all means, throw ideas at me, because I'm, like, concerned now, because I'm, like, shit, dude. Anything. Go ahead. I mean, you, you point out that, I mean, for, when, you, when you liken the, the resistance to, to peanut butter and chocolate, it felt for me more like, like cantaloupes and urine to me, because I don't really like aliens. I hate fighting aliens, and I'm most... Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean that in, like, a
0: too too great taste to go great together kind of way. I mean that oh, in, okay. like, one of those well, inevitable I mean, inevitable
1: combination kind of ways, right. you know? Um, yeah. I I'm sort of flabber because it's every everything. There's we haven't done anything with first person shooters. Even you know, even yeah. the really good first person shooters, even Half-Life is really just you're fighting aliens. It's about fucking aliens, yeah.
0: yeah. It's about an alien I mean, invasion. Granted, it's done very 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 well. Like it's not it, I, it, Half-Life I think does an exceptional job with aliens in that it
1: has a very very deep story surrounding it. Um, yeah, but I mean it is still just yeah. aliens. I mean, but it's, my, yeah, but at my, the end my of the day, point is that we haven't really done Anything at all because we're scared of because to 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 set your game in World War II or uh, you know an alien infested wasteland or whatever is to free yourself of any narrative or uh, I guess deep thematic obligations that you might have if it were somewhere else. I mean, World because War II you give was, the player you give the player a good excuse to shoot things exactly. Yeah, World War 2 was one of the least morally ambiguous wars that America participated in. Aliens? Who gives a shit about aliens because they're not us? But I mean. Anything else is, is is fair game, I mean, even if you go to the bottom of the ocean, then there was still at least a sort of attempt to make you feel bad for doing anything uh, that aliens and world War- and nazis don't afford you i mean so right. a, a gangster uh, game that actually keeps its its scope limited and doesn 't turn into a max pain thing where you 're fighting an evil corporation or a legitimate west well we 've done westerns but like legitimate a tenth century shooter steampunk stuff anything i mean I really don't think we 've done anything in terms of settings or
0: yeah the definite- one yeah, yeah, the one new one that I could think of that I was actually looking forward to. I, I don't really consider... Mirror's Edge is definitely new in that sense, but I don't really consider it a shooter because it's not what it's about, you know. It's a first-person action game, but it's not really a shooter, even though you can shoot guns. But, like, uh, one that I one that popped into my head yesterday was uh, Faith in a forty-five, and that's, like, the one that I can think of. Velvet Assassin is another one, but that's uh, another World War II game, you know. And it's
1: stealthy more than shooty.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Xenoclash is a game that's coming out um, I can't remember the.
0: It's got the, the word name. It it's got the prefix "seno" you know, in it, or the prefix "seno" you know, in it. Does that mean aliens? Oh, no, that,
2: no, that no, no. Aliens. I literally cannot describe it. I literally cannot describe it. It uses Valve Source Engine, and the setting is very um. Fable. It, it's you think it was like set in Albion Hmm. Um, and a lot of it is there's a lot of first person uh, melee combat but there's also like very odd weapons just like really weird and I really wish I could describe this to you, you have to see there's a trailer on game trailers uh, for Clash with an X Um, and I would highly recommend you uh, check it out because it is just the freakiest, most disturbing trailer you will see tonight <laughs> so I would no I really do sincerely recommend that you check it out I every now and then I will because um, the developer sends me screenshots and if I don't post them then the developer sends me emails and says Jim please post this you're the only website that talks about us but I will check it out um, but I do cover it probably more than because no one else covers it it's so unknown but it is coming out next year I think and it is just, like, the freakiest-looking first-person shooter um, that you will have seen. So there's that. Um, But I I do agree with Anthony that it's not so much that we haven't got any ideas. Um, It's it's just that nobody has bothered to use them, yeah. Yeah. So we've got Xenoclash. There was um, uh, Stranger's Wrath, which I never had the pleasure of uh, playing uh, myself. That game is quite good. But there you go. That was...
0: Another yeah. one. Um, I was really hoping that Legendary wasn't going to suck, but then it turned out that it was awful, which was really disappointing because that was... super
3: disappointing because that really looked like it wasn't going to suck.
0: I mean, yeah, and it, and it sounds like that kind of idea where I was really, really intrigued by, you know, I was like, wow, you know, that's something new. Like fighting fucking werewolves and griffins and shit with guns? Yes, okay, sure, why not? You know.
2: I spoke to the, um, the guy in charge of Spark Unlimited, who's making, who's making that. Um, like last year, and he was really high on it. It sounded really good at the time. Uh, but Spark Unlimited, uh, well, can't even talk. Spark Unlimited also did uh, Turning Point, Fall of Liberty. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I
0: am like, and I get that. I get that it's not about what you're fighting; it's about the gameplay, you know. And that's why, and and the way in which the game is put together, and that's why, even though Call of Duty Four was just another, you know just another fucking war game it was still like one of the best shooters ever because it was fucking amazing and how they compose it and such i get that but for me um what i'm doing and where i am and what i'm shooting actually you know factors really heavily into my enjoyment of a game i mean at the end of the day gears of war is pretty much just fucking aliens isn't it i mean it is they just come from below instead of above i mean that's and, I mean, because they, they're still just soldiers. They're enemy fucking yeah, alien but, soldiers, you know?
2: Yeah, but I don't want to fuck the alien queen. <laughs> Locust queen, though. Ho, ho, I'd, I'd throw a frag down her grub hole. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh,
1: and God. I think also, I mean, the setting should at least partially define the gameplay as well. I mean, Call of war is kind of fun to play because you're limited to six shooters, and, you know, that's why I'm so interested or was interested, in uh, in Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard, that's a game that's coming out, it's that, you know, they, they created this entire fictional video game character, and, and the game is supposed to be him, like, fighting his old enemies and, and supposed to be this sort of self-reflexive... It, I mean, when I saw a video of it, it actually looks, like, really shitty and, and generic, but the idea of a game that the gameplay is driven by its own self-reflexivity and self-reference and all these these, these goofy things, like, if you, if you take settings seriously enough... Then you should be choosing settings that are original and unusual because cl- cool gameplay will lend themselves to that rather than just saying, "We need a game where you shoot things now. How can we randomly choose a time and place for you to shoot those things in
0: Yeah, yeah, <clears throat>
1: and I mean, like I put a premium on you know good gameplay and solid
0: composition over setting, but that is not to say that setting and, and story and circumstance aren 't important to me, and i 'm finding that the more games that I play, the more it 's starting to wear thin on me. I I really enjoy Resistance 2, but I could so give a shit about, you know, the uh. fact that it's aliens again. Like, I just don't fucking care. I'm so tired of aliens. I hate, I, God, I hate Halo just for that reason, that it's the most banal fucking alien story ever. Like, it's so stupid. You know, Space Marines and aliens, that's literally what it fucking is, and I just don't care. I just do not give a shit. Right on.
1: Uh, so anyway, so that's my really long... Thing. Sorry. No, no, that was that was interesting. Um, Tofer,
3: what have you been playing this week? Uh, I finally got a copy of Little Big Planet, so I've been playing a lot of that. Yay! I uh, finally gave Persona Three Arrest to um <laughs> build tanks out of polystyrene that <laughs> shoot bombs at um other tanks. So are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am actually. It's fucking balls hard later in the game in story mode. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys found that too? Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun and it's oh everything's nice and it's little big planet and let's all have fun and like after you know when you get toward the end it's fucking balls hard like almost not fun balls hard like yeah. I don't want to play this anymore.
1: I don't I don't get why they because I was playing a a level one of the few copyrighted levels that's not going to get ripped to shreds by a uh, medium pretty soon but uh, it was it was based on Ico or Ico, the you know the the, the no the, shit the, yeah no really? and was it good. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. But I mean, the um, it's actually one of the best Little Big Planet levels I've ever played because it's the entire game condensed into one level. But um, at the ending, there's this boss fight, and you know how like the live system works is if you if you get to one checkpoint and you keep dying and you have so many deaths on that checkpoint before the level just ends. Yeah. Well, since the guy knew that the, the the boss level was hard, but he didn't want to frustrate you, he just put like five checkpoints back to back. So whenever you moved forward, you hit a new checkpoint and it reset your lives and for a game that's so focused on, hey, happy fun time, Stephen Fry, and it's comforting, and you're com- and it's totally safe, and it's awesome, like, why they wouldn't do something like that? Why it took a Japanese guy, you know, making an, an Ico level to realize that was a more fun way of going out at the level, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it's, like
0: Yeah, to, like, tweak those basic level mechanics, that's something that's probably going to be patched in. I'm sure enough people will complain about it to where it'll probably eventually come about. I certainly hope so, anyway, because that seems like a really
3: basic... Uh, functionality that should have been there to begin with I mean that's why it's balls hard it's because of the checkpoints I mean there are parts where um, you know you can run through the entire level and there are checkpoints galore that you don't even need that you won't even use and then you get toward the end and there's the really fucking tough part and it's only got you know you have four tries for this giant ass wheel that's going to take you ten minutes to get through mm-hmm. it's just not
1: I don't know and you need to get through those those levels to get like shit to build with, too, right? Yeah. What a so, cunt.
3: Overall, though, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um,
1: I just finished all the games I was trying to finish because I'm needing to prepare myself for for Mirror's Edge and Left 4 Dead. I had to convince myself that I didn't care about Gears of War 2, even though I kind of liked the first one, uh, just so I wouldn't have to buy it. And thankfully, I hated the first Resistance enough that I, I feel no desire to play resistance to whatsoever though i'll probably goose exit and <laughs> our our beautiful producer producer adam dork is typing so i can only assume he's going to be mad at me for for not liking resistance um yeah resistance one is not resistance two as he, he does he does have a point because anthony i
0: was in the same boat like mm-hmm. bought how why where the fuck did that come from bought um <laughs> no i was definitely in your camp in that i i really did not like resistance one but uh the co-op mode actually makes it totally worth it. Like, the co-op mode is so much fun. It's redonkulous how much fun that mode is. Um, and it feels like a different game, even the campaign. So it's 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 worth investigating for those of you who, like us, hated the balls off of Resistance
1: 1. Speaking of uh, co-op, have, have you guys been playing the Left 4 Dead demo? Hell yeah. Jim, H- Jim Topher?
3: I have not.
2: We don't have GameStops in the UK. I, so, I just I have for so, well, you uh, have Steam. Demo access. What?
0: Which is the way that you have Steam, which is the way not, it's meant to
2: be played. I'm not getting... Shut up, Aaron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll move on to our first uh, news story. Um, slash oh, Lane, we can't even talk about how awesome Left 4 Dead is, because it's awesome. We know, we've talked, you've talked about it in great detail and held it over my head that you knew things about the game that I didn't know, and now I sort of know them. So, Yeah, I know. But can I still do that? Hey, Anthony, guess how many times I've played it? A lot. A lot, yeah. 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 Well,
0: I can't. I've still, I've new still new played parts of it that mode. you haven't played. So, so, you know, I can still hold that over your head. I came up with
1: Left to Die, the new game mode that's storming the nation, so. Yeah. I came up with Anthony's a giant, like, douchebag. You didn't come up with that. It's, it's an awesome <laughs> Little Big Planet game where so a picture of Anthony just gets raped by, like, 70,000 people. Speaking of Little Big Planet and rape, we haven't heard anything about a uh, Boner Quest Little Big Planet level. So please do send any yeah, emails, on. should you make those to uh, to ReverendAnthony at gmail.com, and we'll talk about them.
0: Yeah, and make sure you save them securely before you upload them so yeah, you know when it when it eventually gets,
1: you know don't put any pictures can... of like Mickey Mouse in there or it'll be gone for good. <laughs> Which I guess should be our, might as well be our first uh, topic. The, the the powers that be at Sony are going through little big planet user created <laughs> levels and deleting without warning. Um, ones that have copyright infringing materials. Now, my question to you guys is, how bad is this? Because on the one hand, I mean, it's obviously bad that 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 Sony is doing this shit without letting the 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 players know things that they've worked so hard on. They have to essentially rebuild from scratch. But on the other side, do you think that getting rid of sort of copyrighted materials, like there's so many levels of just like Mario in Little Big Planet, Sonic in Little Big Planet, um, do you think? Not allowing that is going to make people more creative in individual, non-copy-pasta sort of ways. Jim? Um,
2: I'm surprised we're talking about it, because according to um, a number of upset people in the uh, comments to um, the article we posted about it, it's a non-story. So that means we're not allowed to talk about it, because people on the internet told us it was a non-story. Oh, shit. We'll move on to talking about Dragon
1: Ball Z, the movie.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the internet has spoken. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, it's one thing to for your career to be a, a blogger, which, you know, people take the piss out of me for that. But to be an armchair blogger, <laughs> to literally a, a backseat <laughs> blogger, peering over your shoulder, telling you what is and is not your job, is... Fuck off, is what it is. So there. But to answer the story to this, uh, answer the question rather, to this uh, complete non entity that um, shouldn't be talked about, I think it's not what a lot of people who bought Little Big Planet want. I think a lot of people will have bought little big planets to play things like the Gradius level to have the Mario and the Sonic and the Metal Gear Solid stuff. And I think whether or not it's in the uh, Eula, it's going to be a big disappointment for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I know people have, have said, oh, well, this will encourage more greater creativity. No, it won't. It won't. But nobody, nobody is going to say, oh, well, they took all the Sonic the Hedgehog levels away. Uh, but this is a great opportunity for me to employ my brain. No, they're going to flick over and watch Big Brother because that's what people do. They, nobody has ever been encouraged to be more creative. They will just you know, play something else. I where think, if anything, it, it would
3: discourage people from
2: well, yeah, yeah.
3: doing anything of the sort. <laughs> because, I mean, how do you know what are the guidelines? How the fuck are you supposed to know what's going to get deleted and what's not?
2: Exactly. The only, literally, the only way to um, guarantee that your level won't get taken down is if you know you hand draw your own characters, or or just take photos of your cat and just put them in, or just use the tools that Media Molecule have created. I also think it's a bit rich for them to delete Metal Gear Solid levels while simultaneously selling you old Snake. Uh, costume for your um, sack boy. It's uh, the whole thing is, is, is Kratos I mean, it's and not...
3: Sephiroth and so yeah. on and so on.
2: And it's not Media Molecules' fault, and it's not Sony's fault. It, it's nobody's fault apart from obviously, you know, copyright. Fault.
1: Yeah, our, our fault for talking about it.
2: No, no, yeah, no, 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 of course our, it's, it's it's
1: Anthony's fault. fault. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. It, it's Anthony's fault. Um. But what, what you said, Aaron, you've confused me. I was talking. <laughs> now, now I'm just. You I'm sorry, now, sorry. All I, 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 now all I now I know is that Anton is a bastard. That's, well, that's yeah. important now because I'm yeah. I'm that impressionable. But <laughs> bollocks. But, oh, um, I was saying something clever. So just imagine I have said that. That was
1: really cool. We can all just break into laughter for you.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: <man. laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. Oh, Jim, you are a card. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Aaron, what do you think? Uh
0: I I am genuinely disappointed. Um not because I have any burning desire to play a Metal Gear Solid level, just because I I I just would have really liked to see, you know, unfettered creativity. I can I can I, I Gather that <laughs> that um that the idea is that we're you know it's it's not a good idea to have giant flaming penis monsters in little big planet, I understand that, and I'm cool with that um but i uh, you know I can't imagine any developer who would really get a twist in their panties over um some really super dedicated fan you know making a little big planet game you know based upon loosely upon their product you know. Like I, 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 you know, there's no way to make money off of little big, big planet uh, levels yet, right? I mean, that's not going to happen. If that happens, it's not going to happen for a long time, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in the here and now, I don't understand why it's, um, that big of a concern for them because well, how? At can the very ra- worst, it's just
3: free advertising for. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. How can
0: drawing attention to your IP possibly be bad for you? Like how, like, okay, if there was a Boner Quest level, and it was super, super fucking awesome and hilarious, and everyone loved it, and, and people were like, what is this Boner Quest? And they came to Podtoid, like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't complain. You know, similarly, if I had made an actual game, you know, <laughs> with, with actual content. How dare not you? Not to say that Little Big Planet is... I know, exactly. No, I'm sorry. That was rude of me to say. But if I was to make, uh, let's let's say a more mainstream title. Fair there enough. we go. That's that's the that's the PC way to not talk down about fucking Boner Quest. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, like, if I was, you know, if I was the maker of, uh, you know, shit, Braid or something, and they made an awesome Braid level or something, I, you know, if I was Jonathan Blow, I'd, I'd be quite pleased, you know? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and I, I, I don't think that it's harming anybody. I know that, essentially, the goal behind it is to cover their asses. You know, it's not because... It's not because Sony is like, oh, you know, fuck this guy and fuck them promoting this thing. It's not about that. It's about, like, let's make sure we don't get screwed, you know, Mm. in the future, you know, because of some. But I can't imagine a single company that would actually, like, I don't know why they can't just restrict it to, how about this? Let's, you know, let's roll it this way, that you can make whatever you want. And if we get a notice from a particular company, and this may have already happened, I don't know, but I, I really don't think it has. If we get a notice from a particular company, we'll take that level down. You know, but in the meantime, i I don't see the I don't see the use because so I can't imagine be. a single company. Yeah, I can't imagine a single company getting getting uptight over that. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think well, it's the, not so much the Go ahead. it's not so much the uh, the company itself, I would imagine, but the company's legal department, which is a different head of that particular uh, animal. That's, well, that's very true. And yeah. you know, they will seize upon anything because there's money in. You know, alleging damages or whatever. So you know, I, it's very right of Sony to cover their tracks on this. Yeah, part. But
0: there's, that's yeah. But I mean, there's, there's really, there's almost never, there's no money in in serving a cease and desist, which is as bad as it would get. You know, like I don't think there would ever be damages because. Yeah, unless Sony starts to profit, well, I guess you could argue that they did.
1: How, how did that could. thing go with uh, the the World of Hero or City of Heroes MMO, where like Marvel was like, "You are allowing people to make Spider Man characters," and we're suing. It. Like, I don't remember that turning out in Marvel's favor. I mean, but I, I could be wrong. That's the same sort of thing, right? You could giving someone tools that they could potentially use to create something copyright infringing. Oh. You know, is like not selling people pencils because they could draw a picture of Spider Man. But I don't know. Wait, and, wait, you could do that.
0: Some, well, oh, I, I got I to I make some calls. We got to get pencils off the shelves
1: now. <laughs> And I do, I do <laughs> want to say that I, I think out of all the Little Big Planet levels I've played, the very best ones, or almost maybe all but one of the very best ones I've played, have been based on existing franchises.
3: Yeah, yeah. And not just. They're because, more fun that way. There's more humor in it that way. I mean, it's it's more yeah, fun to you know. Yeah, run yeah. And,
0: and it's and it's the easiest. It's easy. It's easier to respond you know, either positively or negatively. It's easier just to respond in general to something that that is based upon an idea or or a franchise or a series well, or and not, a character,
1: and not only that, but
0: a game like that the, you already know, you know?
1: And not only that, but like the guys who are creating these levels have a very specific set of restrictions that allow they can work within that framework and do really interesting things. I mean, you know, the thing that's so great about Gradius is someone looked at Gradius said, "I love Gradius. How do I make Gradius in a little bit, Little Big Planet?" And maybe and they, they wouldn't have come back, it. Yeah, and yeah. maybe they wouldn't have come to that conclusion had it not been for Gradius. And the same thing with this iko level. There's some really really great moments where you have to you know you have to find a sword and there little the the shadow monsters and you have to use uh, Yorda in these certain ways, and those are conducive to great gameplay within Little Big Planet. And you know even though they're essentially just sort of copy—not really copies, because they're a completely different medium—but uh, copies of stuff from the real game that doesn't make them any less interesting. And the challenge is in like, how do I get this thing from Ico, which is completely different in terms of mechanics, to Little Big Planet into Little Big Planet, and still have it work and still have a sort of story continuity. And that sort of a, 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 a creative restriction can lead to some really, really fucking interesting stuff. And I'm bummed out that yeah. we you, can't, of it. you can't save levels like to your hard drive for offline play in Little Big Planet, can you? don't think so
2: i think yeah. i heard you can say if you're doing oh. a copyright level i've heard that you can save it and not take it <clears throat> online oh okay okay um, to protect it oh wait but wait I wait!
0: Think... no no like if you create one i mean like what i mean is can i go to the ico level and then download that level oh, to my...
2: oh i wouldn't know
1: i think you can just hard it I, I think that's all you can do i don't i don't
0: think yeah you can...
2: yeah if i think if it gets taken down you're not getting it back
1: Adam Dork is saying you could in the beta, but but uh, I don't know how it is now. Because you know what's probably going to happen. Like if that was an
0: option, I would I would love to see just a, a constant. You know, like you see. You know, like if if one gets taken down, and if you could save it, like if 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 a hundred people had a level, and every time it got taken down, it got put back up and renamed, you know, or something. Well, that's like, what they
2: did with YouTube. Like, yeah Yeah, exactly
0: and that's that's why and that's how eventually a bunch of different companies like nbc eventually acquiesced and said okay well let's work something out let's find a way that we can and and now that's what fucking happens i think cbs does it too um now you can watch full episodes of things on youtube and they just have ads in them you know both of the
1: people that still watch cbs yeah
2: Um, (laughs) but i think this is very telling of Use the future of user-generated content and how it's going to work on consoles. Uh, I think consoles seems just just so much more controlled than PC. That I don't think the modding scene in PCs is going to have anything to worry about for well ever. I think I just think it's it's not going to happen. You're never going to get the kind of freedom that I mean, if you think about the potential that Little Big Planet had, and some people have argued against me on this, but I think the potential of Little Big Planet has been sliced in half, possibly even more than half, by this. And when you just think about what what the original promise of Little Big Planet had, and what it has without that, you know, with people now afraid of of what could have their level deleted or not, it's it's sad, it's disappointing, it's a shame. Um and I just think it's a shame in general just, just the way Little Big Planet has uh, has turned out. You know, it's still obviously um it's been very critically acclaimed and it's doing, you know, quite well for itself, but it's certainly I think Sony put all of its eggs into this basket and it's really not it's not set the gaming world on fire. I don't think so I'm not you know it, when was it released um last week week before, and not everybody's you know it's not the game everybody's talking about it it was, it was only in number four in the u k that's its own home home turf and it got to number four and it was beaten by Fallout three and FIFA and Gears of war two and it had a two day lead lead on gears two and the p s three has a bigger install base. Um so I think it's a you know it's a shame um I'd just say uh luck has not been kind to uh little big planet
3: they're only hurting i mean it's just it's just much more interesting to me to um i mean to have your sack boy drag this little figure through a gate with a magnetic switch is not interesting. But if the figure looks like Yorda and you call it an eco level, suddenly it becomes something I'd really like to play. I mean, it's just really sad, and I think it's just going to discourage a lot of people from even being interested in creating levels like that anymore. Yeah, it's definitely it's shocking. only it's oh, only okay. hurting it, and it's making people just not want to play the game as much no, as they I, would. And it's I'll
0: bet you in a week we find out that it was actually Fumito Ueda who made that level. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and to to punish everyone for or rather to punish everyone for Media Molecules failure he just cancels the PS3 uh, Team Eco game because he's like fuck you guys you guys apparently don't like it so I'm not making it he makes the
2: 360 exclusive
0: no 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 he makes it like a fucking uh, N-Gage exclusive Yeah, (laughs) only works on mobile phones only sold in Norway
1: (laughs) Um, our next discussion topic um, in an interview with uh, Gamasutra Nick Channon, the producer of uh, Mirror's Edge, was explaining why the game is in first person. And uh, he he's saying, his quote was, uh, we really wanted to create a connection with you and the character and the fact that you're playing the game through the eyes of Faith. As soon as you get to fir- third person, you would be watching Faith, whereas we want you to be connected to her. Um, now, we've talked a lot about Solid Snake and, and Gordon Freeman, and, and I wanted to, to, again, discuss with you guys, which is more conducive to you, to feeling something for your protagonist. I'm not sure what that thing is because they, I think it's probably two different things, but I mean, you know, we've talked about how awesome it is to be Gordon Freeman because he has nothing to say and you are Gordon Freeman. And at the same time, Salt Snake, wonderful to be Salt Snake because you're, you're playing with this badass. It's you and him going on this quest. Um, what do you guys think that first person ads and third person add that you can't do in, in either perspective? What are your thoughts on that? Aaron? oh geez i don't know i i think i guess
0: it depends on the game i mean it's uh there are games which i think are more conducive to first or third person i think um resident evil 4 is a great example of a game that uses first uh, third person effectively and i don't think that would be it wouldn't be the same game at all if it was in first person um but i think that Okay, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, I, I, to stick with your original examples, you know, Gordon Freeman and Solid Snake, I agree with, with you on both of those points and that, you know, with Solid Snake, it was, it, I felt connected to that character because of the history that I had with him, that, that I had spent 10 years, you know, with this character and in this universe, and by the time four rolled around, you know, it it just, that was, I was just tied up into it, and I swear to God, I'm not going to mention any spoilers, Jim, um, (laughs) uh, I almost did, and then a big red flag went off in my head. Um, That's
2: right, my my, my um, finger was on the volume control for my headphones. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, but yeah, but like, you know, after all that we had been through together, you know, finally with this, this, this final conflict is going on. There's all this really heavy emotional shit. Snake is obviously not... <clears throat> in a good place and uh and that resonated very deeply with me. Alternatively, Gordon Freeman like, you know, like we've said a thousand times before, is brilliant because he is so not there, you know, because all he is is a vessel for you. And uh but in terms of in terms of faith, I don't I I I I obviously I haven't played the game yet, but I don't know how much of a connection there is going to be there because, you know, I, I guess i I like the fact that there's so many fucking mirrors in that game, and you see yourself so often i do I do dig that, but I think in terms of gameplay, that game just wouldn't work all that well in third person at least it wouldn't be as effective like the demo I don't think would have been nearly as exhilarating if it was in third person I don't was, know if
2: it... If, if it was in third person, we'd all be calling it a prince of persia ripoff mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly exactly, and yeah, I think it's true. <clears throat> Yeah, that what makes the game unique is is the combination of that style of gameplay and the sort of, you know, the, the, you know, not shooting but running around and doing crazy shit, acrobatics and that yeah. kind of thing, in combination with the first person. I don't I don't want to say that that necessarily has much to do with how connected I feel to the character because I don't think that, I don't think that perspective really has all that much to do with it. It, it. I'm I'm sure at times it could it could hinder it like. <clears throat> the transition moving from first to third person can can damage anything and it does like can you imagine how half how stupid half life would be if you know like say let's take the scene that where you finally meet uh uh like Dr. Kleiner and uh and uh, Eli Vance and all that and you know you're going down in the elevator and then the camera swings out to a corner of the room so you can watch Gordon and and uh, and Alex walk in, and they talk to, you know, that would just be fucking stupid, and it would feel so utterly wrong, and and it would just, you know, but but Valve has placed a huge premium on never taking, you know, never taking the player out of control of a given situation, and it works for that reason. I, I don't necessarily think that either one is more or less conducive to feeling connected to a moment or a situation. I think that they sh- that choice should be weighed on the value that it the, the value that it either that
1: it adds to the gameplay. Well, let me and throw then, out let me there, throw out a, a, a misquote from Hideo Kojima about the first Metal Gear Solid game. I'm just paraphrasing here, but he said someone asked him a Western interviewer asked him why he chose to make the game third person rather than first person, and he said, "If you're in a first
3: person game, you're you. If you're in a third person game,
1: you're Snake." And see,
3: that's that was exactly the point that I was going to make, and mm-hmm. that's that was yeah. my answer. That when I'm playing Half Life, I am Gordon Freeman. And I'm right. experiencing the things that are happening to him. I'm playing as Gordon Freeman, but that's me. I mean, that's Topher in well, there, and, you know, yeah, killing yeah, aliens like that. More than that, like more that,
0: Gordon Freeman doesn't speak, so you're also you're responding exactly. for him. Yeah, I mean,
3: you're exactly. Exactly. Thinking- and even even when characters don't speak, like Link never says word, but that's Link on the screen. You know, that's not me. If the difference between first person and third person, that's exactly what's going on. It's like I don't. I feel connected to Link, but I don't feel a connection with Morgan Freeman, because I am Morgan Freeman. You know what I mean? Like if yes. Not Gordon Freeman.
2: Fre- <laughs> Not Morgan Freeman.
3: You know what? I feel like I'm Morgan Freeman every
0: day. <laughs> I like wish I felt like I, I was Morgan Freeman. I get up Morgan in the morning you know, and I awesome. narrate documentaries and it's fucking awesome. Talk about penguins.
3: <laughs>
0: That's, That's how I roll. Fuck all this I get dressed up and get ready to play the president in any number of films.
3: <laughs> no, but when you're playing in third person, you know your character gets hit, something happens to them, you can watch their reaction, you see their facial expressions and their movements. I feel connected to a person, to a character in third person, but not first person. Not that it's I don't a, like first person. It's different. It, it's just different. It's yeah. fine, and I love Bioshock and Half-Life it, and I you know, I liked what I've played of Mirror's Edge, but I don't feel connected to the character because I just feel like I am the character. It's just a different sort of thing. And it's not bad. I just think that he's wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm curious because like. it seems like in Mirror's Edge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Faith have some dialogue? Like, she talks yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, I mean, if... the if rights Mir- the whole thing. Yeah. If, I mean, if Mirror's Edge ends up working, and it very well could because you constantly have this sense of seeing your own body and seeing Faith and, and, and uh, yeah. reflections. so it's almost like maybe it could possibly give you that feeling of third person. But if it works, that, might, that would probably be the first instance I could ever feel of feeling connected to a character despite being in first person perspective and I think we should probably revisit this after the game's out. But sorry, Jim. I,
3: I don't see it happening. I've, I've played enough of it and seen enough of it played that I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I really just don't see it happening. I'm very skeptical. What I, what I do see happening is a lot of people throwing their controller across the room. <laughs> I I watched Nick Chester play Mirror's Edge for about an hour, and I wanted to grab the controller out of his hand and throw it across the room. <laughs> I wasn't the one playing, and I was ready to shoot myself in the face. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I... Um... That looks really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I Jim. guess.
0: Oh no. Yeah, Jim. Please.
2: No, no, no. You you were going to say something.
0: Oh uh, well. I I guess just to polish this uh, my my part in this conversation off. I guess if I had to conclude anything, I think that I think that I I, I agree with Topher that that's a distinct difference. That hearing her and seeing her, I think it like. Because okay, well you know Topher, it's like you said, I am Gordon Freeman. I am never going to feel like I'm fake. Morgan first Freeman. of all, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I am Morgan Freeman, right? Um, first of all, I'm not hot and Asian, and uh, that's a big problem. Second of all, my arms are a lot fatter than hers, and I see those all the time. Um, but I think that that actually poses a distinct, you know, because that might as well be third person. Because you're seeing so many elements of this character, and you're hearing her, and uh, she talks, and she huffs while she's running around and ha, ha, you know faith bond and i no, i didn't roll when i hit the ground ah, you know that shit it's like um it's just to some degree bioshock did that too because bioshock uh, you know the main character in bioshock has one speaking line um and is at the beginning and then after that you hear that same voice you know cry out in pain when he's on fire and that kind of thing and to some degree that does actually kind of establish it reminds me it reminded me that this character was that character, like as opposed to me feeling truly enveloped. Like I felt like it was playing a role as opposed to I was there, you know, uh, which I think, you know, half-life there, you know, you, you don't cry out, you don't make noises. You can't see yourself in a mirror at no time. Are you reminded that you're an MIT student or MIT uh, graduate, you know, wearing a hazard suit, except when you see your arm and that's covered
1: in the hazard suit. So that might as well be yours, you know? Um, I don't know. So what you're saying is that the only person on the planet who can truly feel connected to Faith is is probably Tiff Chow? Probably, yeah. <laughs> but Jim, did you have anything to add?
2: Uh, what is funny is that I actually have the opposite um, perception of Half-Life than the rest of you. In that I think that's the only first-person shooter with a silent protagonist in which I feel... A connection with Gordon Freeman. Insofar as the fact that, where I think where Valve has been very clever is that yes, they put you, they make you Gordon Freeman, but they also make you think like Gordon Freeman. So in a way, you know, your thoughts become Gordon's thoughts, and I think, you know, I I get very pretentious, and which you know is very much like an an MIT student. So.
0: Well, uh, I'm curious, like, like, in what situations though is Gordon ever called upon to do anything that reflects his history as as a, as an MIT graduate and then as a as a as a sci- you know a physics uh, scientist?
2: Well, you know, like nothing. Oh, I, I mean, that's not not so much the MIT stuff, but just the situation that Gordon's in. Um, actually, he is reminded at one point though when he's asked to um, plug in the uh, the, t- the transporter. Oh yeah, I mean they. they Barney shouts
0: the MIT. Right, and they make fun of him all the time for it because he never does anything scientific. And yeah, no, it definitely comes into play. But it's like, you know, Gordon could have been anybody. The only reason that I think that they chose that role for him is because it got him into that chamber. You know, like he couldn't have been a security guard, and he couldn't have been um, he he wasn't uh, you know like he couldn't have been Adrian Shepherd, and he couldn't have been Barney. He had to be Gordon Freeman because he had to be in that chamber. Like And he had to be the one to do it. But Gordon Freeman's activities, insofar as science are concerned, are limited to pushing a cart full of anomalous materials into a beam, connecting a plug to another plug, or flipping a switch. And, like, otherwise, he could be anybody. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it always worked for me is because he's such a blank slate. And I, I, I do recall momentarily that it's Gordon because they call him Gordon and I know he's Gordon Freeman, you know, this guy who served this role in Black Mesa and was there when this happened. Um, but for all other intents and purposes, he's a completely blank slate, you know?
2: True, but I think I mean, I, I can't speak for Valve, but um, it's been spoken before about how Valve is very clever about working out exactly where the uh, player will be at any given moment. And will make a cutscene, well, a scene um, scripted and positioned to make the most of most of they anticipate. And I think they do the same with gauging how a player will think. And I th- I would imagine that most people who play Half Life and get into the story um, think exactly the same way. And I think we are all supposed to be thinking exactly what Gordon is thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, this is where I get very kind of, uh, you know, over-analytical and and what have you. Um, But I'm trying not to say too much because I'm trying to write an article on it at the moment. But basically, you know, just my thought on on that particular matter is that Gordon Freeman, to me, is a fully rounded out character. I feel like I know what he is thinking. Um if only because I've seen um, the Evil Dead films and I get this kind of Ash vibe from him that um, he just keeps getting into these situations uh, when you know, that he's really not suited for and finding himself as this kind of messianic figure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would have... I feel like I do have a connection with Gordon Freeman um, and that I am... You know, when I when I am um, playing Half Life Two, I don't think I am me pretending to be Gordon Freeman. The game makes you think I am Gordon Freeman, which mm-hmm. I think is what separates it from something like BioShock or true, or, yeah, or, okay. or anything else. You know, you think mm-hmm. I am Gordon Freeman, and you don't imagine it yourself. You imagine, um, you know, the guy with the glasses and the goatee and the hazard suit. And I think mm-hmm. that's where they where Valve has really excelled. Um, as yeah. far as the Mirror's Edge stuff goes, I'm calling complete shenanigans on his... on, you know, that claim. That the reason they decided to make uh, it a first-person shooter was because, uh, you know, it would give you a connection. I I would, you know, never called into question somebody who i don't know and i don't know what's going on in their head but he's bollocks and he's a liar
3: and what the hell's wrong with just saying we did it because it's different anyway
2: <laughs> yeah exactly what the fuck and
3: is wrong with that, that. and how is that not a better answer or something that well he did he did give a longer hear? answer it's just in
1: the excerpt that we have the uh, brad nicholson the guy yeah. who wrote the article singled out that one But he does he doesn't just say that's the only reason so it's not but that's just uh, well, one aspect
2: out of many. I right. I mean, I well, I, I imagine consistent. the driving. I imagine the driving reason was that it would literally be Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. With a lot more blue. but to me, I think Mirror's Edge. Um. A lot of what I'm seeing. I mean, I really like the demo, uh, but I I hear the full game is not so good, but. Um, but it seems to me that. Everything that I saw, everything that I thought about the game when I saw the trailer that everyone else saw and splooged up a spunky shitstorm over, is being confirmed. In that they literally just went out of their way to make the game bright, to stand out. And a first-person shooter with traditionally third-person acrobatics, I think literally they have written a checklist of everything other games do, and then just done the opposite which i think is just as cynical if not more so than the other games that are just copying everything i think it it's no less cynical really
1: mm-hmm. um our next topic well actually we can we can given what you guys think about these cuz there was this was a, a a bad week to be uh i guess a human being because there was all that shit that happened at metacritic where fanboys started voting down the other <laughs> console versions of games that are not even out yet and then metacritic had to undo the had, had to fuck around with the user rating system and then activision outright admitted that it won't pick up franchises it can't and this is the word they used exploit on a yearly basis and uh the esrb got on game trailer's case for 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 posting some shit and asked them to take it down and it's been a, it's been a, a kind of a shitty shitty week to be Uh, under the thumb of human beings and I don't know what we can really say about that other than lament it but is there anything really to be said about any of these things? Jim you're going to Uh, be angry
2: (laughs) well I kind of expunged all my anger on the Metacritic stuff on it because I I turned it into a kind of off the cuff uh, well not off the cuff um Spur of the moment uh, feature in which I basically just kind of called them all sad little cunts it's I'm literally flabbergasted at the Metacritic stuff i shouldn't be surprised and well i'm not I'm not surprised, but it still never fails to fill me with this kind of astonishment at what people are like and what gamers in particular are like i mean. I literally cannot think of, of much that a gamer can do that's more pathetic and pitiful than going on to Metacritic. You know, you have to make an account and everything. Going on to Metacritic and giving Gears of War 2 a 1 out of 10 because you like the PlayStation 3. It's... it's ow. 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 Oh. Ow. <laughs> Sorry, does your uh, brain hurt? Just, oh Jesus! I almost vomited up all my IQ points. Then <laughs> it's just no. It's it's really depressing. And I'm like, people accuse me of fanboyism of whatever console it is that particular day. But before you throw that word around, go over to Metacritic and check the scores for Resistance Two, and Little Big Planet, and Gears. And then tell, you know, me or or anyone else who who a fanboy is, because that, that stuff is the dictionary definition. It's, ugh. And as for Activision, Jesus fucking Christ. What is it about a third party, a third party publisher that means when they start becoming, when they become the number one, they have to suddenly turn into the world's massive, mightiest, veiniest dick it's just Activision has just become literally the worst thing in history like the worst thing in history worse than the Stalinist purges it's (laughs) it's just no and I think someone pointed out just the sad bitter irony that As Electronic Arts is starting to get its act together, and it's at least trying, I mean, I was no big fan of Dead Space, but it's at least trying with these original IPs and Boom Mm -hmm. Blocks and Mirror's Edge and and all this. And it's just incredibly sad that the second Electronic Arts decides to, let's say, be, uh, not turn over a new leaf, but at least try and and be uh, original and, and have some integrity, they start losing money. While Activision, it seems that the more satanic it becomes, and it is satanic, that the they just start, you know, just money literally just kind of falls out of banks into Bobby Kotick's pocket.
0: It's a horrible... If there's horrible. room in his pocket with all the
2: baby blood in there. <laughs>
1: <sighs> and what I, was the other th-
2: one? Th- they're, they're cunts as well.
1: Yeah, um, and then the the thing about game trailers and the ESRB yeah oh, getting too awful. big for their britches.
2: Fucking, that's pathetic as well. It's like, it seems like they literally pursued the Fallout Three stuff just to prove that they hold all the cards, mm-hmm. just to prove that they can wield power over game trainers. I mean, the the, the story was there that um, obviously uh, the ESRB because I because I think of the uh, the outrage over the uh, Washington adverts showed obviously the nuked out Washington and someone in Washington went oh, blah, 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 blah. that was the exact quote <laughs> and the SRB made Bethesda pull the adverts and then they decided to go to game trailers and say oh there's some Fallout 3 being promoted over there, best take it down before Al-Qaeda getting any ideas and so they got rid of all that uh, Game trailers was obviously pissed off because they've got money tied up in these things so they thought, well, oh, fuck it, we'll uh, make our own Fallout Three trailer. That way, Bethesda is not involved. The ESRB the can't touch us. And then, obviously, they got a phone call from the from an, I think they they called them an unnamed publisher, saying, "Guys, you've got to take that trailer down because if you don't, we won't be able to work with you anymore." And literally, that is far beyond the. The call of not only the call of duty but the jurisdiction of the ESRB. And it seems that they've turned the whole thing into a vendetta just to prove that even a website, even an ind- you know, an ind- independent website cannot fuck with the ESRB. And that is just pathetic little Hitler esque wannabe mafia bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing more we can really say about that.
2: Childish.
1: Well, there's one more thing, I guess, then. But
2: yeah, I, that.
1: Sorry. I, no, I, t- I totally agree with every single word you said. Um, so we'll just go ahead and go on to reader questions if that's all right with everybody. Um, okay. Well, just to get out of the way, I I've noticed that people, you know, I've I've been hoping just a little, su- just secretly, just to to make Aaron a little bit happy one week that <laughs> maybe uh people will get just a little bit bored of bone requests and not necessarily. <laughs> bring it up so I won't have to but say these no, things. No, 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 but we've got a shitload of boner requests. We have here. so many.
2: <laughs> um, I'm this is gonna... destructoid. I, people will not let go. People still say who the fuck is Jim Sterling. I applaud them. I applaud
1: them for their, for their dedication to these things.
2: It is quite something.
1: We we don't have to respond to each one of those but I just wanted to read them aloud because uh th- these guys are getting a lot of these are are stealth boner quest references I've edited out the stealth parts because they're long but they're, like uh there was a, we had a question a couple of weeks ago that started out as a completely legitimate question and then turned into a question about boner quest and they're getting very very good at uh, at structuring their questions that way but um Junglist <laughs> Junglist gamer to stick to Anthony's monthly musing theme how would Aaron Fear about feel about a boner quest inspired mod for Facebreaker I'm thinking Facebreaker Colon. Fisticox. Waggle to attack. Oh, yes. Waggle to attack. Ace of Knaves. So my question is this. Aaron, who would you want to direct and star in a Boner Quest movie? Keep in mind that Boner Quest would be leagues ahead of a hentai game. The Boner Quest movie would have to be that far beyond a typical porno. Charlie Tony. Is Boner Quest a game about a guy looking to get a boner? Or does he have a tremendous boner and embarks on an epic quest? This is a good question. Uh, Is it? (laughs) Infrared Chimera.
2: Yes, this is a good question.
1: <laughs> Infrared Chimera. Hey, Aaron, I got a question. Will BonerQuest have any DLCs such as Extra Quests or multi-colored Ducks with different effects such as Growth Plus 5? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Chainsaw Man. Suggestion for BonerQuest. Make it a game that's very open to multiple playthroughs and each time you gain an extra level of prestige, as in COD4 and World at Wars Online. However, instead of a new rank or number, your E-penis literally grows with each new level. This is what you have unleashed on Destructoid, and it is awesome. (laughs) I like how no one remembers a single
0: fucking thing that I did when I actually worked on this (laughs) No one, People ask me why I'm on this podcast. I've gotten an email from someone. Why are you on that podcast? Who are you, anyway? And I'm like, bitch, I was a fucking reviews editor. What the hell? (laughs) And this is is what I've got. Okay, let me answer those questions in order. Yes, yes, no, no. uh, Yes, maybe. No, yes, no. You guys figure that out. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I, that's, no that's, that's impressive, and I'm flattered. Um, but I have no idea where to even fucking begin with all of that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I am in awe of all of
1: you. Mm. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I'm, st- I'm still turning over in my mind whether it's about a guy with a boner or, or a guy trying to get a boner. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a very important question that we need to consider going forward. But um into the quasi legitimate questions, Seth 338 wants to know how Jim's America plans are going and how soon will we be able to chastise him for no longer being a real English wanker and just the less classy Anglo-American tosser.
2: Um soon. I literally don't want to say anything at the moment, just out of uh, just out of caution. Mm-hmm. I it's It's literally been a very long and difficult road, and I'm seeing a very bright light at the end of the tunnel, but I literally don't want that light to be turned off, so I'm going to be very quiet until I am literally holding a particularly important item in my hand that isn't my penis for once, (laughs) and I will have photos of my penis.
1: Okay, thank God um dexter three four five asks i'm a few weeks late and this isn't even the right podcast for but i've got a kirby question in kirby superstar uh when you've got a helper and you eat food and then you touch your helper you transfer some of the energy to them too what is going on in this animation is kirby making out with his helper is he regurgitating half digested food into their mouths or something else i always thought they were just kissing that's the noise i thought it was because they go i thought that was the, the the little love grunts is all i thought that was but See, now that's disgusting,
0: and I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says it is.
1: (laughs) And so do (laughs) Arkansas, Arizona, and California.
0: Yeah, yeah, apparently. Uh, No, um, I always thought it was the pre-digested thing. You know, Kirby is able to swallow and digest all kinds of shit, including, like, whole beings, you know? So maybe it's like he's just got that much digestive acid that he could just, like, you know, toss one of those magic tomatoes into his belly and fucking... You know, whip it up into a froth and then just spit it down the throat of his companion. Well, so, you tell me well, I mean, no, let's, I, I, let's, hear, let's let's hear your fucking genius explanation, okay yeah <laughs> how about this? What the
1: fuck is he, huh? How about that? Well, that'll yeah, that's what I thought. that's a podcast unto itself um, or a mod for Boner Quest. char Osniball. <laughs> Uh, says when playing a game such as Fallout three that has good and evil choices, why do so many people go with the good choices first and then replay the game as a total badass? This makes me think of something that Peter Molyneux said at g d c because he was talking about fable the first fable. I may have mentioned this before, so stop me if I did but he he said in the first fable they did like a survey of of who played the game in what way, and it turned out that like eighty five percent of the people were all good all the time uh, about Ten percent of the people tried to be totally evil, and then were just were so repulsed by it that they went good for the rest of the time. And like five percent were just straight evil all the time. And I mean, Conrad talked about, or, or Conrad, we Conrad and I talked to you, Lindy, about like you know, ability to kill children should or should not have an effect on your ability to say that you're not influenced by games and stuff like that. But I I, th- I think the fa- the mere fact that so many people do what Char Aznable is saying that they are always good until they want to replay the game a second time when the, all the mystique is sort of gone uh we need to see more interesting moral choices if 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 that's the case less binary bullshit um, what do you think about that you people
2: i i i i do think that uh, with games like fable 2 or fallout 3 um because they are very focused on making you the character, um, which ties in a lot with what we were talking earlier. Um, you know, obviously, Fallout Three, you are that person. You are in the wastelands, and Fable Two, you are that hero, and you are customising that person to how you are. So I think, when at least when you first play it, you are role playing as yourself in that place, so you act like yourself, and. Most of us have a pretty decent moral compass, so i mean i I usually go half and half when I play through i'm like in Fallout three at the moment I'm kind of you know i haven't killed anybody innocent, but i'll you know I'll go robin because people have good things, but as we discussed earlier, if I go robin, I die
3: mm-hmm. and
2: if i don't go robin, I die. So there's that, but I think that's what it is. You know, people proj- people project uh, when they first play through, at least, and then you know, and that means that their character, by extension, will have a pretty decent, at least, at least a a code of non-killing, like Batman. Uh, and they might do the you know some dodgy things. Uh, unless you're my psychotic brother, who's like, I'll go kill him. That's what it is. It's like, well, you know, you could buy the weapons, but I'll just kill him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me he punctuates every single one of his sentences with that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone. Um, but I think that's what it is. And plus it means once you've played through as a good person, then you've earned the right to be a cunt.
1: Mm. Aaron, uh Toffer, what do you guys think?
0: Well, I I already talked way too much about this last time.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toffer? And I, I wasn't paying attention. What was the question? Oh, I don't.
1: Handle 21 asks uh <laughs> I was listening to an older ref- retroforce, and in an, the reverant, you brought up the idea that oh, that's that's why I brought this up because it's masturbatory for me. Um, you brought up the idea that video game titles, for the most part, are shit. Do you guys think that the great deluge of games in the past month, with titles such as Mirror's Edge, Left 4 Dead, Dead Space, Little Big Planet, have gotten better titles, or are they just as terrible as before? Or do you guys disagree and think that that game titles tend to be pretty good?
2: I think Boner Quest is a very good title. <laughs> And its tagline, you know, you can battle your battalion, is fantastic. <laughs> I don't like all of the ocarina bashing, but the monkey-jizzing uh, minigame is quite special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've just summed up Aaron Lind's entire video game journalism career.
0: <laughs> That's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck this
1: whole industry. Seriously. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Except I'm no, really, not, really, really no, not. No, it's okay.
0: I just really hope that my current coworkers and bosses don't ever, like, try to examine, you know, what my history is and what I've been up to and what I've been doing. You know? Because I'm going to go to a meeting, like, next week, and they're just going to be like, you know, we're going to talk about our shit, and then they're just going to look at me and be like, so,
1: Lindy. Boner quest. <laughs> They're going through your resume, they're like, yeah, 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 English degree, wrote right for the escapist, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's talk about the boner, shall we? <laughs> I googled your
0: name. You know what? Oh, God, help me. I I just have to... Let me try this. Let me just try googling for Aaron Lindy, and then boner, and see what comes up. <laughs> Probably some nope. of my art. Actually, no. You'll find a Kotaku story <laughs> on
2: it. What is Boner Quest? Maximum
3: you might You might find some pictures that I drew a couple years ago that, um... Hey, no See and
0: now if you look for if you look for Boner Quest, it's just pod
1: toid, pod toid, pod toid, pod <laughs> Good. I don't want anybody else moving in on our fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> that that's fabulous. I think I, I think the titles suck just as much as always. Left for Dead. I get that the four is supposed to mean four people, but it's still fucking cheesy goofy, dumb. Mirror's Edge sounds like uh the new shaver from Gillette. Dead Space doesn't sound like anything. <laughs> Little Big Planet is, is kinda cute. Admittedly, I'll give I'll give you a pass on that one, but I think they're just as bad as
3: always.
2: I i tell you a good title, and um, Aaron mentioned it earlier. I I still think Faith on Forty Five is a good title. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when is that coming out? I'm really looking forward to that. After you guys told
0: you me it was, I
2: sent I sent the developers an email asking after it, but they never sent anything back. That's I famous. think right now
0: it's just it's just 2009. That's when they're. Uh that's when they're going to roll with it. So Mm -hmm. who knows when that'll be? Unfortunately,
1: (laughs) 2009 could come at any time without warning. It can. Right. (laughs) Um, Wolf Dragon asks, Oh yeah. I want to talk about this. Um, when you play a game with a creator, character creator, how do you identify with a character that you have made? Do you see it as a true in-game representation of yourself, or is it an alter ego, or do you not identify with it at all? Also, do you feel that creating your own character somehow adds another level of immersion at the same time at, to the game, and at the same time improves the quality of the experience, or do you enjoy the main character uh, having the main character be developer-designed? Now, we've been playing Saints Row 2, Jim, uh, mm. and I'm curious if you've done the inexplicably hidden uh, side mission that ties up all the loose ends from the first game.
2: No, I've actually put that, I traded that in for the time being. Oh. Had to get Gears and Fallout, because I was getting a bit, I was just getting sick of the games I had. <laughs> Dead Space, Fable 2, and Saints Row 2 were all getting on my right fucking knob, so I got rid. I was getting sick of them. <laughs> um, but I did make my character in Saints Row 2 look just like me, right down to the uh, muscular physique.
1: And how did, how did you feel about that? Was it cool to see yourself do, doing the things my, that, that character does?
2: My nan was impressed. She was <laughs> like, that looks just like you. I said, yeah, no. I gave him silver glasses and a silver suit and it looked fucking epic. I'd have <laughs> bent him over. Um, so there was that. Although I generally hate create characters, which is weird because I love them, but I'm kind of obsessive-compulsive at times, and if I can't get a character to look exactly how I want, and even if I do, I just start fretting and thinking, that looks shit, that's not right, this nose is not good, and the amount of options that you're given these days when you're creating a character does not give you more opportunity to make it exactly how it wants. It just gives you more opportunity to make it look wrong. And I have I when I first put Saints Row two in, I literally spent at least over half an hour trying to make a face and I just couldn't do it. Um and Fallout Three, I spent ages just fretting on the character and eventually I just gave him a bright purple goatee, and just said there, that's that and even now, I think about it, and when it cuts to, like, the VAT stuff, and I see his stupid purple face, I think that's so fucking stupid. Um, so that's what I think about creating characters. I don't know what the question was, but they literally make me mad. It's like those weird people that, like, wash their hands because they think they're dirty, and the dirt doesn't come off, and they're a bit funny in the head a bit... And <laughs> um, that's, that's, like, what I am, but with created characters. Literally like Lady Macbeth.
1: <laughs> well, I I managed to make my Saints Row character look exactly like me down to the clothing and everything like that. And for most of the game, I thought this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in a video game. To see my character get into a gun-slash-sword fight with uh, these Yakuza guys in a cutscene and to see him stab a guy and then jump off an exploding ship after going, you shouldn't have fucked with my friends and the worst cognitive... <laughs> Um, I thought that was, was the that greatest thing in the world off, yeah <laughs> and I thought that was so cool but then there's that side mission I was talking about that actually addresses the ending of the front Saints row where you get set up and blown up by the guy who runs the Saints and all of a sudden the game that had previously been about you know uh, spraying shit on the buildings to lower their property value and doing handstands on cars, to so surfing cars um, actually began to get a little bit Serious, I guess, in terms of because like I was really interested in the vengeance angle of the story and how they would go off of because uh, that's the first you know open world crime game where you get fucked over by the guys who the essentially the entire game is like the gangster life is awesome the gangster life is awesome at the end you get blown up by the gangsters and it's like the gangster life isn't awesome and I was wondering how they're going to handle that in the second game and they obviously went with the gangster life is awesome again for most of it but you you, you find the guy and without spoiling anything your character does some really really cold heartless awful things that a moron, a bro, or a kid with his pants down to his ankles who thinks Scarface is the greatest movie ever would think is totally cool. And when I saw my character doing that, the guy that looked exactly like me, except with a much better accent, doing these serious things, I was really not okay with it. Like, I was sort of a little bit uh, nauseous and sort of taken aback by that. So it's like, if you can somehow make cutscenes where my ideals and my character's ideals who happens to look exactly like me completely sync up, when I feel like I would jump off an exploding boat and say, don't fuck with my friends, that's awesome. But don't ask me to take things seriously when I would never act in that way when I look like that dude. And that was way too long an answer to something. But anyway. Aaron or Topher? <laughs> Right on. Um, someone asked... Jim, your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? <laughs>
0: Why indeed? The- well,
2: that's an an amazing question. I think who, whoever asked that deserves to win and and have the the money. <laughs> uh com, just send it to to PayPal and I'll cash that. We'll do. Will- uh, but yeah, to answer, I you know, I take my vitamins, I say my prayers. <laughs> and I drink my milk. That's really all you could ask in this, uh, you know, strange little world of ours.
1: <laughs> um, Fire 7, Man 7, Dan 7. I don't think he intended that name to be said aloud. Uh, asks, should there be a statute of limitations on spoilers? He was talking about a Twilight Princess and someone behind him told him to shut up. And he's like, dude, it's been out for a few years. So, I mean, how, do you, how do, would you guys feel that way? I mean, obviously, Metal Gear Solid... 4. yeah games. yeah yeah there are there are circumstances in which that's totally warranted mhm i mean yeah. do you do you guys ever like actually put thought into like how long a game's been out before you spoil it or is there some sort of instinct or an, like an objective all encompassing thing that you react to in certain way i don't know
0: I, I tend to i tend to weigh a game's like value on uh, on how
1: you like know if the like story is shit you just fuck like it.
0: yeah 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 like if it's like if someone's like hey man don't spoil haze i'm like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you know, if you're actually looking forward to that game, I des- you deserve to have it spoiled. In fact, I'm going to tell you how and you know how and when you're going to die. You know, it's going to be alone, and you're going to be old. Um, <laughs> that's not uh, so bad. <laughs> in a cave. Okay, that's bad. Surrounded by homeless people. Um. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, like yeah, and in the case of when I accidentally spoiled Jim, however small on Metal Gear Solid 4, I felt very, very, very bad because that's a game that demands not to be spoiled. You know, like, so in that case, yeah, I'll bend over backwards to make sure I don't do that again. You know, I'll tie a ribbon around my throat and every time I feel like I'm going to start speaking about Metal Gear Solid 4, I'll choke a little bit and then I won't say anything. Um, but, I mean, I got yelled at last year for spoiling Final Fantasy Seven for someone. <laughs> and I almost punched that person in the face. <laughs> like they're like they're like, Oh man, why'd you tell me? I just I've been trying to get around to that. And I'm like, dude, you've had fucking eleven years. You've had eleven years to get to that game. You know? It's never gonna happen. You're never gonna play it. Fucking Aeris dies. Whatever. You know, eat shit.
2: I just, Interesting you know, Final Fantasy VII fact. Um I once met someone called Genova. Um who had uh, just done time in prison for G B H and was highly suspected of raping someone.
1: That's awesome. Genova. <laughs> Isn't that one of the, the guys who made like flow? Yeah, Genova Chen. I, I don't think he was accused of rape though. Well someone was really them.
2: called God, I wish I was called Genova. <laughs> and made flow. <laughs> <laughs> Not the not the prison and the rape bit, though. <laughs>
1: um, T- uh, Topher, where do you weigh in?
3: Um, what Aaron said. He stole my answer again.
1: I'm so- fuck, I need to learn to ask you first. I'm sorry. So this oh, is all, okay. this, this one's you. This next one's you first. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not trying to imply anything because I didn't realize this was the next question, but uh, <laughs> why isn't homosexuality explored more in-game? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Uh, Aside from Fear Effect and the like, I can't think of too many or any games that have had gay characters or used gay people in complex stories. Women in parentheses as well, I guess Gears of War. Uh, It just seems like this is a really missed opportunity. If someone handled the matter maturely, they might be able to hold up as an example of how forward-thinking and deep the medium could be. Thoughts?
3: It's all you unless Um, you don't want it, Topher. I think it doesn't matter. I mean, why why don't we have more games with um, Presbyterians or Democrats or... um, like who gives a fuck? What? How could that possibly come into play? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what you know, I mean? If you, if you like, think what, about it, how if could you, that possibly yeah, yeah. alter gameplay or story in any way? It,
0: it doesn't. Um, but if you think about it, you know, gay people could, can you know are, are quite possibly represented in games right now, and we don't even know it. You know, like uh, yeah, that, what, what was it after Harry Potter was done? You know. Uh, the what's her face? Bad writer chick just said like, yeah, hey, Dumbledore was gay, and everyone's like, no. And it was like never. It was like, and you know, and because Dumbledore's like sexuality was never discussed in the book, she could have made up whatever she wanted. She could be like, well, Dumbledore is like asexual, except when it comes to fucking, you know, lazy boy furniture, and then he's all about that shit. He just rubs himself <laughs> against it, and that's the only source of sexual gratification Dumbledore ever got. You know, for all we know, you know, Master Chief could have been just. Totally crazy gay, like awesome awesomely hilariously stereotypical gay, <clears throat> but not when he's on the job you know when uh when master chief is uh, is done you know hangs up the helmet, you know goes uh, goes home, pulls off his socks, it's been a long day you know fucking saving humanity and fighting the covenant, and you know he you know puts on like Footloose and dances around his apartment. I don't know, and then just makes out with like thirty guys, like a line of thirty guys. You know,
2: because that's John, what guys John, do. That,
0: That's all yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like hilariously, stereotypically awful, awful gay. Like, uh, you know, then he just you know lines up John 118
1: through John 134 and just makes out with each one of them. Um. Well, I mean, that's I sort know. of the representation I've. That's most of the representation of gay people that I can think of in in games I've played. I mean, like. Granted, I may just be thinking of Godhand most predominantly, but I mean... god oh, that was awesome. Yeah, but I that mean, was... Japanese games tend to very much enjoy the gay, super, super, super gay stereotype, and Western games yeah. either ignore it altogether, or it's like in Fable 2, where it's just an option, or, or bully, where you can make your character gay. There
2: was mm-hmm. a gay character in Fahrenheit, Indigo Prophecy, uh, yes. which was quite well done. He wasn't in it very much, but he was very subtle, it was quite good. Mm, oh, leech. here's
0: one. Uh, here's something. Um, Jeff, in, or not Jeff, excuse me. Uh, Tony in Earthbound was gay. Mm. Um, That's something that uh, that um, uh, Shigesato Itoi confirmed. And he is actually quite, you know, it's not like it's
1: not but a he's Dumbledore not, is, thing. Is he, is he not so over that you wouldn't have gotten to know that had Shigesato not no, he's, that? No,
0: he's, he's a very affectionate, caring friend is what he is. And as it turns out, he's gay and kind of has a thing for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's really subtle. And I remember thinking about that when I was little. I was like, wow, just uh, Tony kinda has it out for my balls. You know, he's he's all concerned and stuff and giving me cookies and follow me around and And then in know. Mother
1: Three, the the gay nymph characters you create are the most over the top makeup wearing tranny Oh,
0: no, no. The uh yeah, they're hilarious. And the funny thing is, yeah, the uh um that's I wonder if that was in fact after playing mother three i wasn't I wondered if that was why it didn't come out here because it's such a weird part of the game, not weird because you know transsexualism is necessarily weird and it is kind of, but that's only because it's not the norm and I'm white and male and uh inherently racist and bigoted
1: yeah um, you don't have to worry about offending all the transsexuals who listen to this podcast I don't think I think it's you're okay you're
0: no i i i I don't think Jim listens to his own podcast you know that's
1: uh, that because... oh, snap. Oh, damn. he's got He's
0: got his penis cut off. Uh, I'm sorry. Um but the uh
3: but the, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the uh oh fuck, what were they called? They were the um uh, I can't remember the, their name, but yeah, there there were these like seven characters in, in Mother Three that were all that they're they're um they're kind of asexual, but they basically look like dudes in drag and they act very feminine, but they're dudes in drag. And um and and they're the crux of the game. Like, they're not just, like, here's a funny cadre of characters to make you giggle every once in a while. It's, like, you have to meet with these seven people to finish the game. And they're, like, and and they're a- absolutely crucial to what happens in the game. And it was the first time I had ever seen that. And even though they were kind of a crude caricature, I mean, like, that's the first time I've ever seen seven drag queens, you know, take a total awesome, you know, amazing role in, like, a world-saving,
1: you know, plot. What kind of irritates me is that, that's the only, that that tends to be the only characterization of gay people we find. Like, okay, you know, it's, it's at the point where we can say, well, they're pretty interesting characters because the, the story rests on them, even though they're completely flaming, flaming, flaming gays. You know, it's there, it is, as if that's the only way that gays tend to be in video games. Like, I would love... We don't have a Captain Jack Harkness in video no, games. No, we don't. We don't have Sadly. a heroic, Sadly, awesome, we do awesome, openly gay character where that's not the defining characteristic of his personality, and he acts like a normal dude, rather than, like, an over... I mean, like, what if but, every, but that's, that's, that's my point, was- is it?
0: That, yeah, that's, that's my point, though, that, like, what I was trying to make earlier, is that, for all we knew, you know, any number of these... Marcus Phoenix could be gay, you know, because we don't see Marcus Phoenix oh, engaging in anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, we don't see... There's no point in any of the games where we see because Marcus Phoenix. Because it's so Phoenix- subtle. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. But you know, there, but with any number of characters, there are, there are so many characters in which we don't see them engaging in any sort of in any sort of activity or saying anything that would belie any underlying sexuality. And, and have you as... have
2: you seen the achievements? Sorry to cut in, but have you seen the achievements for co-op Gears of War Two? Uh-huh. um, I think the, oh, I can't remember the the first one is called One Night Stand. If you're doing co-op as as Dom and Marcus. Um, I can't remember the next one. Uh, the one after that is Friends with Benefits. <laughs> but basically, all of the achievements of a co-op are fucking sexual tension references between Marcus and Dom. <laughs> that's actually awesome. I think I, you uh, suggest- no, 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 you're
0: right. I think the last one is I Fucked You in the Ass. <laughs> I think oh. that's the very last one when you finish the campaign. Oh, if it yes. were...
2: But do check out the because the, actually the achievements in Gears Two are quite all all named. I like the one when you when you um, oh I can't really do that because it's a spoiler. Well, I'll just say that it's based it because it involves bad, but but the, the achievement is just called Free Bed, which is an awesome achievement. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, um, but yeah. Yeah. I tell you, who's who, a, a gay character and. Video game related me when I'm playing Crisis Core, because Zach Fair would get it up the ass. I'm just <sighs> saying I it's not the, the PSP movie. isn't the only handheld in the vicinity. When <laughs> yeah, the <that> <laughs> rolling.
0: you know the first uh, the first I don't know if anybody remembers this, but the first feature that I ever wrote for Destructoid, it was like the fourth day that I was on staff was uh, was about my big flaming gay man crush on Balthier in Final Fantasy 12.
3: Do you want to know a funny story? That is actually – that article is the reason that I started reading Destructoid. No shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's
3: I fat. I breezed that's by awesome. – and I'd, I'd been by the site a couple times and, and seen it here and there and whatever. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. These guys have a video game thing going on. But then I landed on that, and I was like, hey, I like that guy too. And I read your article, and I stuck around, and that's why oh, I'm, dude, you know what's I've fucked been up? on Destructoid ever since.
2: Dude, and that's that why was, Aaron Lynch is on this podcast, for God's sake.
0: That's right. That was two years ago on the 13th. That's when it was.
1: I think we've released it was... a lot today. Yeah, we have. I think that's a good place to end. I believe we've <laughs> all come to a very special place. I would <laughs> let healthcare take
0: me to places I've never dreamed. <laughs> show I you can the... show you the world. Shining shipping, yeah. Oh, yeah. All Not... that.
1: Well, thank you very, very much, uh, faithful listener to listening, for listening to podcast number 75, I believe it is. And as always, thank you, Jim Sterling, Tover Cantler, Aaron Lindy, and the lovely Adam Dork uh, for, for being a part of this once again. And we'll talk to you next week. And someone make a character that is both gay and awesome and then make a game about it. Yeah, just don't put them
0: in Boner Quest, please, because that's not going to help anybody.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a mod. It'll be a mod. Like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. <laughs> I think, by the very nature, Bone of Quest sounds pretty gay because aren't you just going around like fucking these monsters willy nilly? And they're just, yeah, like, yeah, 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 but, but, just... but what, at pur- least one of them's got to be a dude. I mean, no, know, I know, but but to purport that that's somehow a gay activity would be really, really
0: unfair and, and very, very cruel. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what what? Especially if it's linked back to me. What are you best known for, Bone of <laughs> Quest? What's it about? Well, I didn't mean for this to happen, but <laughs> as it turns out, apparently it's about a guy who happens to be gay and just sticks his cock in horrible places. And by that just point, they've already stopped talking to you, probably. Yeah, Before, exactly. Right? No, I've already I've already been just killed
1: <laughs> or self inflicted I've had yeah, the
0: Rainbow Justice League just cutting my throat. <laughs>